0: This is the Doctor,
1: President Elect of the High Council of Time Lords.
2: I am definitely a
3: madman with a box.
0: Anyone for jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor.
3: I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castorus.
4: Hey you fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode ninety-five.
5: Nine five
4: I, for some reason I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs>
5: it's cause uh, it's a five. Nine five. Nine five. Nine two five. Oh yeah,
4: the old uh, the old nine five. <laughs> the old Ye old nine five.
5: Ha 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 Ninety five. Are you doing your Merry Men laughing already? <laughs> 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 Slap thy oh. thigh! <laughs> <laughs>
4: so welcome aboard, Who fans. I uh, hope you've had a cracking Doctor Who week, and you managed to do something mm-hmm. in your week in your life that is Doctor Who related. This is your tardis team, Adam and Gary. Yeah,
5: Gary's rocking a very funky Doctor Who T-shirt this morning. Oh yeah, it's cool. Uh, for the benefit of you listeners, it's like a grey. Grey tea with a TARDIS print on the front. It's very cool. It's like I a like it.
4: Grungy kind of look. It's cool.
5: Yeah, It is a bit grungy. Yeah, yeah.
4: And it's a good redeemer as well because last week you asked me if I got anything Doctor Who related for my birthday, and I was like, no, I didn't get anything this week. But then this is a belated prezi from my sister, so it turns out I did get a Doctor Who item after all for the birthday. After all.
5: Yeah, it's good. I need to get some new Hooties. I think most of the ones I've got are really faded, like McCapaldi ones, ones. Um, when he first came out, I bought a couple of Capaldi tees, and they're really good. They're like the Rebel Time Lord ones. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they are so faded now. Like I, I always put them on because they're like my favourite tees, and I don't really notice it. And then the other day I was looking at them thinking, wow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is Peter Capaldi on there, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's really, really faded now. Yeah, I've got a
4: load of, um, of Hooties that are quite faded now, but I don't want to throw them away. I don't know why, just a bit of an attachment to them because I've worn them to various events and stuff like that. I just don't really want to, I don't want to part with them yet. No, no, I don't. Don't
5: part with them. Keep them. Even if they are faded. Yeah. Don't care. No, 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 always keep them. I don't care. I've still got t-shirts that will never ever fit me again, (laughs) but I will (laughs) never throw them away. Never. Way too small. Uh, But yeah, I'm never going to get rid of them. That's good. It's good.
4: been up to anything birdie
5: uh, who wise um, not a great deal this week I I did pick up another TARDIS key ring um, the other day uh, I mean I just can't get enough um, no I think after the disappointment of the TARDIS Funko Pot key ring I spotted this like um, sort of plasticky vinyl one in HMV oh, yeah. yeah. and it's very yeah it's just a bit different uh, it was A299 I just like the look of it so I thought no I'm going to get it uh, it's one of those things I think when you're you just buy something because you have to buy something. I, mean, I was just out thinking, I need. To, I just need to get something, and it was <laughs> cheap. Um, and, uh, yeah, I actually really quite like it. I love those little vinyl key rings. so I bought that. Um, and, uh, yeah, apart from that, not too much else. I did start watching, in fact, I've just finished watching, sorry, the Who Alex Reviews um, Kapow vlog uh, that they, they've just put up, um, which looks like a really great little convention. I, I really enjoyed watching their, their bit of that. So, uh, that was cool. Uh, they met Katie Manning and Colin Baker. Oh yeah. Uh, it's literally yeah. just gone up this morning. But um yeah, I recommend watching because that, that was that was good. Hmm. Um but it just made me every time I watch a convention like that, i just like want to be there. Do you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. thinking, oh, when's yeah. my next convention? And it seemed really laid back. Like they were chatting to Katie Manning for, for like for ages and she was really, really nice. Um and they were allowed to get photos at the table and film it all and it just seemed so relaxed and and all that. I just thought, yeah, it did look good, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do want to go to something like that, but um, yeah, I haven't got any conventions lined up. I'm still hovering over the London Film and Comic Con. Um, but I was, I was saying to Matt from Who Addicts, it's just when I start adding it up, like twenty quid to get in, twenty five for an autograph, twenty five for a photo shoot. There's seventy odd quid gone just to get in and meet one celebrity. I'm yes. just like, I don't know. I just every time I go to book it, I'm just like, oh, not yet. I'll just keep putting it off, but um, I haven't got any other conventions on the horizon as yet.
4: Um, no, I mean that was going to be one of my things when uh, stuff I've been up to. that's one of the things I've been hovering, just exactly the same as you, really, because mm. um, so I think we mentioned it last episode or the episode before about buying a ticket for it. Yeah, that's and right. So, yeah. you know we'll end up buying a ticket anyway and stuff. But I still haven't. I'm still going on there and hovering over and like uh, I, exactly, yeah, because um. I think just the same as you and everyone else. It's one of those things where if you can, you kind of get your mind over that initial payment, like 20 quid, right, fine, I'll just do that. Mm. But then like you, it's like, yeah, but then you've got, you need to jump on a train and get into London or whatever, or pay for parking if you're driving um, to do that bit. And then you've got payment for photos or autographs, whatever. And then there's stores and then you have to get lunch. And so it does work out to be a fairly... You know, a fairly um, expensive day if you do, if you make the most of it.
5: Oh, definitely. Um, I, mean, I worked out I'd, I'd easily go. I'd go way over 100, 150, perhaps more easily if I, yeah. if I go. And I know I probably will go. Um, but, you yeah. know, I could probably go on holiday for that. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's like a long weekend away somewhere. It's it is. Um, yeah. But I know there are people that do, that, that, that do it on a very, very minimal budget. They buy their ticket and they go and just hang out. You know, that's yeah. it. They don't do anything like that. So that's quite cool. But yeah. I can't really I mean I suppose I could do that but there's I'd want to go to actually meet somebody and get an autograph and a photo and
5: well I'll tell you who's there who's great who is also reasonable and I don't think you've met him is uh, Fraser Hines Have you met Fraser no he's a he's such a nice bloke he's only he's like 10 pounds for an auto 10 pounds for a photo which is that's very good. very reasonable i mean that's that's more like it hmm. um and i've met fraser a couple of times he's such a, a genuinely nice chap yeah um i'll be popping over just to say hello to him that day because uh, yeah he's really nice and you haven't met him so that'll be good yeah
4: so it's just that yeah it's just you know biting the bullet booking it the is. ticket and then doing it well i think we're just being a couple of wimps about it at the moment yeah, because it's just getting need to near. Do it. Is
5: it, where are we? It's this end of July, isn't it? So yeah. yeah, like five, six weeks
4: away. Yeah. We just need to man up, buy the ticket and just get on with it. <laughs> and do it. Either yeah. that or just stop moaning about it. Yeah, that's so, it. Because listeners yeah, are both. probably like, come on, you guys. If, you know, just either book the ticket or shut up.
5: I'll probably buy the ticket and then just keep moaning about, oh, no, <laughs> i spent a fortune on it. Well, you have yeah.
4: been watching a lot of One Foot in the Grave recently. So he <laughs> yes, might have, I have rubbed off on you
5: yeah exactly yeah. yeah I was bad enough before I started watching it yeah yeah
4: so i've been, yeah i've been doing the same thing buddy um hovering over that button uh i've re listened to the Tenth doctor adventures again oh you have i have yeah really really <laughs> like it really really just a- a- great uh a really well written few stories there and um and the more i listen in, more I listen to um uh, david Tennant and Catherine Tate on audio it's just such a great extension of their stuff that they did on the actual show it's um Mm. like we said many times it's like they haven't been away they've just gone straight back into it and it's just great so listen to that another time um yeah not much else really no
5: no i haven't haven't sneaked into the who shop this week wow no not this week we were trying to work out i was saying to 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 my partner i was like how does gary get to go to that who shop so much (laughs) Because we were like we're saying, you know, it doesn't live that close. It's like because I was saying I really want to go there um, after we've been chatting about it so much, and I was just yeah, it's just thinking you you're not that close. You sort of I think you must find excuses to get out to that part of London. <laughs> um,
4: well, the, my wife is from that part of London.
5: Oh, is she? She's from okay. Bethnal
4: Green, so she likes to go over there now and then and just have a have a walk about and have a look about and a walk about and yeah. Um, she just enjoys being in that part of town, and there's, obviously, she likes going to Westfield, Um, you know, Westfield East, that shopping center, so she likes to go in there, so whenever we go to that, and I, I think it was just coincidence, we just had a few weeks where we had a couple of quiet Saturdays or Sundays, we're like, yeah, just jump in the car and go over there, Westfield, and then oh, we're quite close to it, so <laughs> yeah. it'd be rude not to swing by and, and have a look, so that was it. I probably won't go now for a few weeks or a couple of months, but.
5: No, that'll be yeah. it now for it. That's it. You've got your fix. Yeah. You got yourself, or You're done. Got
4: me, yeah. Um, uh, I'm in Liverpool this weekend. Oh, yeah. What's that so for? Uh, nothing Who really related to the uh, the missus is doing a, this Mersey 10K race thing. Oh, all right. Because she's quite the runner. So I might see if I can find if there's any uh, geek shops up there. If there's any, if there are a forbidden planet in Liverpool.
5: Oh, I don't know, actually. There well, might be an FP International. Yeah. yeah. I will check it out and... Uh, there must be something up there.
4: Yeah. Pay them a visit and cause some trouble.
5: Yeah. It's good hour. actually when you go to a new place and you it's great if you do find some, you know, little geeky shop there. Like like where was it where you found that that bookshop with all the old um classic.2 books in, and it was like a like a oh. vault, wasn't it? You were just walking through and the guy knew exactly where they were. Where was that? Oh, that It yeah. was just a, a very unusual little find, wasn't it? Where was where was that?
4: That was in Oh, blimey. You put me on the spot now. That was somewhere ah. cool. Um, yeah, and it was... it The bookshop was just the name of... It was a, a lady's name, I'm sure. It was... Oh, oh, blimey. You've put me on the spot now, mate. I literally can't <laughs> remember. But that bookshop was awesome. Um, and that guy was a legend as well. He was, when I said to him, have you got any old classic Target Doctor Who books? He was like, uh, yeah, what, what doctor is it you, you're interested in?
5: His little face lit up. Yeah.
4: And bearing in mind, there's literally... There was thousands of books in this place. It was like floor to ceiling. They're not really any sort of discernible order. It was just groupings of, you know, genres of books. But he knew exactly what shelf, in what part of the shop, what doctor, you know. It was like the first doctors on that part of it. But if you want like some third doctor stuff, you're going to have to go down a couple of shelves. And yeah, he was cool.
5: Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing your faces at that place, thinking, right, I must try and find that. And then wherever it was, I remember thinking, oh, it's a bit out of it. Oh, <laughs> but a yeah. great little find, yeah. Do you know what? I can't remember the, the, the town or the name of the shop
4: now, but when we stop recording, I'll remember it instantly. Of course. Um, yeah. But it was cool, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, there is a Forbidden Planet in Liverpool.
5: There is, yeah. I had a feeling there was. Is it a Forbidden Planet International or. No, just a normal No, the other, the other guys. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So uh,
4: we'll go in there and wreak some havoc. Yeah, for a little while, mess with those guys a little bit. But yes, that's been our our adventures in Doctor Who mm. over the last I, week, I suppose.
5: Yeah, I was going to say it's only a week, and I, I really, I've got such a, um, I, I'm really hoping I get a little bit of time in. I really want to watch some Second Doctor. Um, I don't know what I've just. I think perhaps because I've been watching a bit of YouTube lately, and uh, and live from who Alex is on about it, the Second Doctor and stuff. I was just thinking, yeah, I haven't watched the Second Doctor story for a while, apart from for for the review. Oh yeah. Um, I've just yeah, I really got this inkling that I need to watch um the War Games, <laughs> so I'm hoping which is a tempire, So you know, go go straight in there. I'm hoping I'll get a little bit of time this afternoon because I just I feel the need for a bit of Trouton today.
4: Yeah, you're just in the mood for it, are you? Just a bit. I'm just in the mood. I
5: just don't know why. You know, when sometimes you like, you look at your doctor's shelf and you're like, which doctor shall I go for, blah, blah. Today, for whatever reason, I just know I feel I'm in the mood for a bit of Troutman. So I'm hoping to get a bit of that one later. Oh, cool. Nice one. Yeah.
4: Right. Shall we land our Fair TARDIS?
5: Yes. Yeah. Let's get into it and do the news. Do the -er 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 newer.
4: right first up <laughs>
5: sound like you mean business there <laughs> right. right uh
4: yeah. series 10 begins filming next week
2: yes which yeah. is going to
4: be awesome because i'm really looking forward to we haven't had any official uh stuff from the Beeb or bbc Wales about doctor who in what seems like forever now it does, so yeah. i'm really looking forward to um hopefully they're going to put some some set picks on and Stuff like that. But uh, Mm. um, I think they've tried their best, The Beeb. Um, I don't know if you follow their official Instagram or YouTube channel.
5: I do, yeah. Yeah,
4: and they've tried to kind of just dig out some old episodes and characters and try and Mm -hmm. make it interesting, Mm. but it's not the same. Um, So that's good news. Uh, Series 10 starts filming next week. Um, And as part of that, uh, we've uh, had some news that a character is coming back. Yeah, to so join the cast. Uh, so our our bubbly friend, Mr. Hmm. Matt Lucas, uh, will yeah. be uh joining us for series 10. Uh, obviously, what we know him as Nardole. Well, we do, I do now, yep. I didn't even know his name, yeah, Nardole, yeah. Nardole. Um, and he was in uh, was it The Husbands of River Song? Yes, yes, um, uh,
5: yes, so yeah. Let, let's talk about because I just, I just <laughs> got your tweet in my head. I just can't get out that deary deary me. <laughs> yeah.
4: So uh, let's put that to bed. Series ten starts next week. Excellent, right? Matt Lucas. Um, I don't know about you, mate, but this has got Moffat written all over it, hasn't it? Uh,
5: yeah, I could have put it better myself <laughs> because I haven't, I haven't really got anything against Matt Lucas personally. Um, in fact, I quite like some of his stuff. But but yeah. When I heard this, I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. The first I heard of this, I was in a group chat and they posted a picture of that and and also uh, the other bit of news about Frank Cottrell Boyce. I yeah. honestly thought they were just having jokes. I was like, oh yeah, whatever. They're were like, we're, we're serious. Both bit that both bits of those news are true. And I, I refused to believe it. I just thought they messed mess around until I went to the official .dot two Twitter feed and it was all over it. And I was like... This is just a double whammy of what the <laughs> what's going on, yes. It's, I mean, as I say, nothing against Luke uh, Matt Lucas, but I don't know if it, yeah, it, it didn't do a lot to get me excited for Series 10, if I'm absolutely honest. Yeah,
4: I, I feel the same, and I think a lot of people um, feel the same. And uh, I really don't think this is doing Stephen Moffat any favors, you know, because mm. uh, I mean, I I probably speak for a large portion of people here when I say that you know, bring on the chibbers. Yeah. It really yeah. is time. It feels like, cause it, it feels like, um, this is just like a, a clutching at straws, uh, thing with, with Moffat doing another series. Um, it feels like if, it, it feels like he, he should have, you know, hung up his boots by now. And I think know, even you know, he feels that. I think he's yeah. sort of
5: probably got talked into another series.
4: Yeah. Cause it, and, and, I've got no problem at all with bringing back characters that have been in the show and so on. But we've, um, one of the things that followed this immediately, because we had, um, the, the message from Matt Luca to say he chuffed a bit that Nardo was returning to the TARDIS for some more adventures and that he loved acting with Capaldi and he's excited to work with Pearl. So that's all good. Um, and then Moffat came in and said, um, and he's not in it for, just for Christmas, he's sticking around, so he's going to be a recurring character throughout. Yeah, like a semi-regular series ten. It sounds mm. like, um, and I'm just, I'm just not sure. I, li- I like you. I've got nothing against Matt Lucas. He's a extremely funny guy, um, and if you've seen him in anything not comedic, he's a very good actor as well. Um, mm. So he's very, very good. But I'm just not sold on the on the
5: character coming back. Well, he was just uh, yeah. ahead by the end of "Husband's the of River Song," wasn't he? Well, there you go. He's so. What's we gonna have another? Um, what's the blue guy? He's the blue head that's in the box? We gonna have another one of him?
4: Oh, him? Yeah, it could be. I could be. Um, well, <laughs> we saw him, didn't we, in the huge, ridiculous robot thing? Yeah, didn't we? So, is he coming back with that? Is oh, it going to be? God, that? I hope not. Or they? I mean, you I, know. <laughs>
5: If they want to bring back a head, I'd rather they brought back handles. handles <laughs> I actually yeah. could be quite attached to handles, but I didn't find... That's the thing. I I, I didn't feel any attachment towards this character. Um, so that's why I'm not very excited about him coming back. And somebody did slightly tell me off on Twitter for, for being negative and moaning about the show and all that. And I, I am sorry to be like that, but I also have to be honest, you know? Yep. Um, because the thing that, that gets me about this is it's it's not so much a returning character, but we said last week or the week before we really hope the moth takes this opportunity to freshen things up and bring us some new blood and that so this kind of just went back a step and was just like so like like you just said so Moffit and so stale in terms of news and characters it's like oh dear especially i'll be honest with you i'm not that bothered that matt lucas is coming back just was like okay fine but the news that they're bringing Frank Cottrell Boyce back to write the second episode after he wrote The Atrocious in the Forest of Night, that's yeah. the bit of news that really just made me go, what the hell is going on in Moffat's brain? You know, yes. to be honest with yeah. you, I was just like, that That episode was atrocious. Yeah. Um, it's- so to, to bring him back for episode two, I was just like, and also we've got Gattis on board potentially doing a sequel to Sleep No More. I'm just like, oh my God, this series is just shaping up to be a nightmare. But it might not be. I mean, as I said, I'm not, you know, before people have a go at me, I'm not jumping on, on the series back before it airs. I will wait and see, obviously. But yeah, I don't know. Things are just looking a bit skewed to me at the minute.
4: No. I think um I I think if any of our listeners who have listened to us for a decent amount of time now will know that um we're not just gonna sit here and you know and pretend everything's cool when it's not. Mm. Um and it isn't cool. This is not cool because um the, the, um, all the reviews and the feedback from the audience and stuff like that, you know, they, like I said last week, they know which episodes are strong, which ones are popular, which ones are not really sitting pretty with fans for various reasons. Mm. So the fact that they've brought back, uh, you know, writers to, you know, who wrote some of, you know, some of the two worst, <laughs> uh, episodes from Capaldi's era just doesn't bode well. It just doesn't feel like, it almost you know? feels
5: like he's sticking up two fingers to us, as if to say, "I'll, oh, <laughs> you know, I'll do what I want." But but the thing is that there are characters that our st- fans are screaming out to bring back. I mean, if if that had been an announcement on Monday that Captain Jack was coming back, yeah, I think there'd have been a very different reaction. on But yeah. you know, obviously, not everyone loves Captain Jack, but it, but it is a character a lot of us, including myself, would love to see come back.
4: Absolutely,
5: you yeah. know. But yeah, I don't think anyone expected Nardle Uh, to be that announcement.
4: I mean, I've got a certain level of respect for, for Stephen Moffat for basically just doing what he wants to do. Yeah. And not, and not just paying, you know, not just doing what the fans want, because sometimes you can fall into a bit of a dangerous um, pit with that stuff. If you're just always, you know, you know,
5: fan service, fan service, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
4: that can lead to, you know, just storylines, a bit fluffy and too, Fan service, as you say. Mm. Um, so I've got respect for him for basically just sticking to his guns and and doing what he wants to do. And you know, we're not being like overly, you know, too negative about it. We're not saying this is like the worst thing to happen to Doctor Who, but it ju- it just feels like this latest series is not going in a direction that a lot of fans would, you know, necessarily would hoped for. So mm. you never know. It might it could be a stroke of genius. It could be it could end up being like cracking series and and all that stuff. So we'll wait and see. But right now, it just feels a bit Yeah, I
5: was going to say, a lot of people have have mentioned Catherine Tate, haven't they? They said, well, hang on. You know, everybody was in uproar when Catherine was announced, and yet she went on to be brilliant. And I will agree with that. I mean, I was one of those people that that when she was announced as full-time companion, was like, what? And yet she's probably my favourite New Who companion. I thought she was fantastic. So, yeah, I will hold judgment. There is one thing I am confused about, though, is they're starting filming and the moths write in episode one. But are they starting filming the Christmas special? Is episode one the Christmas special? Does that mean Frank Cottrell-Boyce is writing the series opener? Or I I just don't quite get, because presumably they're filming the Christmas special first. Um, So I'm I'm not quite 100% sure what's going on there in terms of who's writing what and and what what they're filming.
4: I don't think they are.
5: Mm.
4: I don't think they're filming the Christmas special until later in the year.
5: See, I've heard they've already filmed it, but I don't think so.
4: No, I wouldn't have thought so. No. Could no be I'm just that, a little bit confused. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think Moffitt's writing both. I think he's writing the Christmas special and uh, episode one. I would assume so. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, moving <laughs> on to other news then. Uh, everybody's favourite mathematical space genius <laughs> is, <laughs> is returning next year. Um, I am of course talking about Andrick uh, not to the series though he's returning to Big Finish for three new audios um with the well with with what I consider to be a great TARDIS team I know uh, some people <laughs> don't agree with this but um I love this team so we've got obviously Peter Davison as the Doctor uh Nissa and Tegan so Sarah Sutton and um uh, Janet Fielding so yeah we've got the four of them back together the classic TARDIS team for three new Big finish adventures uh, coming in 2017. I think fairly early on. I think they're scheduled for around about um, February time. I think something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I, I I don't know about. It. I know you find Adric a bit of, a bit of fun. I know you don't hate him like some people.
4: Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Are you really? I am. Yes. Yeah, because um, as much as I dislike some of uh, Adric's um, uh, shenanigans. Uh, well,
5: he's, he he can
4: sort out a robot, out, you know, with one kick. With one kick, yeah. yeah. Um, he's not too good against the ladies. <laughs> Remember when he um, uh, he tried to uh, upset uh, is it Tegan, and he ended up just tripping over and knocking himself out. Oh, that is hilarious! Looking that's ridiculous. The Port of Doomsday, yeah. Port of Doomsday, that's right. Yeah. Um, but no, Adric. He's, I, th- I think he gets a bad rap. Mm. Because of his annoyance as like this annoying little child that 's just you know constantly a bit of a no-all and, yeah. you know all yeah he 's just one of those little boffin kids that you just want to slap because he 's got this <laughs> little um, he 's got this little way about him where he 's just kind of cocky with it and you know but having said that um he is a he is a good character, and i 'm really looking forward to what they do in, with big finish and i've the reason why is because i 've got so much faith with big finish if they 've yeah. going to bring somebody back, they normally um sort of nail it and it ends up being really good so um, yeah really looking forward to it and I think it's the end of Jan
5: oh is it in the end yeah, of Jan yeah yeah.
4: so that's going to be good what about you are you looking forward to this one or are you a bit
5: no 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 I am I actually really like Patrick I'd sort of love to hate him have a real love-hate relationship with. I don't know I always find it really amusing when he's on screen and yeah I like the character so I am happy about this also I've got the fifth Doctor box set that they did oh I was going to say last year it might be might be older than that. Um, but yeah, the fifth Doctor box set that Big Finish did um, with this same TARDIS team a little while back. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I, I thought it was great. And obviously, Adric's quite sort of central to that, um, that box set. So yeah, I am looking forward to these. Um, we're getting three, as I said. So the first one, the trilogy, it begins with Star Men, The Star Men, written by Andrew Smith, uh, followed up with The Consin- Contingency Club by Phil. Mulrhyne, would you say? Mulrine, Mul- yep. Yeah. And then uh, the trilogy concludes with Zoltis by Matthew J. Elliot. So, yeah, three, three new stories coming your way featuring the classic Fifth Doctor TARDIS team. I, for one, am looking forward to them.
4: Yes, it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, last up in the news, um, uh, Doctor Who uh, is being uh, nominated for an Emmy Award for the yeah, first yeah. time ever.
5: yes. First time in 53 years of history of Doctor Who. That's quite something, actually.
4: That's cracking news. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's going to be, um, uh, well, the show itself um, isn't up for nomination, but Peter Capaldi is for his role as the Doctor. Right, um, yeah. In the category of Best Drama Actor um, from the episode uh, Heaven Sent, um, which is great because that was a very, very good episode. It was very good, uh, And yeah. it shows Capaldi is some of his best. Some of his best as the Doctor and his best acting. Mm. So um, I would say this has got a relatively good shot. Um, I'm not sure um, what else it's up against. Uh, let's have a look. Um, oh, uh, Hugh Bonville, um, who's already been nominated for this before from Downton. Downton, yeah. Danton. Um, <laughs> Timothy Dalton, uh, oh. Tom Ellis, Michael Sheen. Um, David Duchovny yeah Damian Lewis so that's quite yeah this is quite a good list Michael Sheen and uh, Tom Ellis will probably do fairly well I'm not sure about Mm. David uh, Duchovny I'm not sure what that would be for it's not the recent X-Files is it well no offence to David but I can't think of what else he's done lately but yeah yeah Um, so he's up against um, uh, two or three other very good actors there Um, but however his performance in Heaven Sent I think is very worthy of his nomination.
5: Yeah, I would say so. It's, it's a good episode then. obviously he had to carry it on his own and did a very good job of it. So mm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's in good company. there, some great names, but, um, yeah. It'd be lovely to see him, to see him win that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's on in ju- mid July, the 14th of July. Um, i oh, sorry. No, the, the
4: nominations and all the voting and stuff closes in July, but, um, the actual awards thing itself is not until September. Oh so, okay. We've got a little weight, but uh that'd be interesting to see how how well he does in that. And that will hopefully now open the door for, you know, future Doctor Who performances or whatever to be to be put into a, for an Emmy a nomination because I'm surprised it hasn't been in before, to be honest yeah. with you. Um but there we go. Yeah. Good luck,
5: we go. Good, luck. <laughs> Good luck, Peter Capaldi. Good luck.
4: Good luck, Peter Capaldi. Because we know you listen. <laughs> yeah. Sure he does. <laughs> sure. Uh no merch this week. No, there's but not much going on in merch, is there? Very light in the way of merch, mm. which is depressing a little bit because, uh, yeah, put a few quid aside to pick well, something up. I, but
5: that's why I end up buying key rings. I'll tell you what's a good idea. There's nothing else out there for me to buy. rings, yeah. I'll tell you what's a good idea.
4: The money that we were going to spend on TAT mm. over the next couple of weeks, let's put that aside, and that goes towards London Comic-Con next month.
5: Yeah, that's a cracking idea. Actually, have a t- yeah, t- dig out a Tardis tin. Yeah, and then we but won't have to changed.
4: moan so much about, you know, digging <laughs> digging money out to go. Uh, so let's book the ticket and then put some money aside, and then everyone can stop moaning. That's a very good idea. I like that plan. Well, I say everyone, you and I can stop moaning. We stop moaning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having a good old whinge. Anyways,
5: ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, Adam, you oh, king of oh. king of knaves. Ding, 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 ding! I should have brought my loot to wherever <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do this week? Well, let's set the TARDIS coordinates for <laughs> eleven ninety, shall we? And go back and visit uh, the robot of Sherwood.
3: No damsels in distress, no pretty castles,
5: no such thing as Robin Hood. How can you be so sure he is not the real thing? Because he can't be.
0: What do you say, outlaw? A final reckoning?
4: Interesting one this week. Um, Now, there's a reason why we didn't do this when the series was going, wasn't it? uh,
5: Um,
4: Why didn't we do this?
5: I don't know. I thought he was about to tell me because I was going to say, yeah, well, I don't think I was a regular at this point. I think I jumped on mid-series nine and um, there are a couple of weeks where a few of them got missed out before I jumped in, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think I joined, like, on Flatline or something like that. I can't quite remember.
4: Oh, of course. That's right, yeah. Yeah.
5: So this one sort of got, got missed out along
4: with a couple of others, yeah. Oh, that's right, yes. Um, now, you and I have spoken about this one a few times, haven't we? When yeah. we, When we've referenced other episodes, and we've normally said, well, it can't be as bad as Robot of Sherwood, and it can't, you know... <laughs> um, So I'm really interested to see what your thoughts are on this one because I've only seen it once and that was when it was actually went out, um, mid series. Oh, Uh, okay. And I watched it again. I literally watched it this morning over over breakfast. Yeah. So it's fresh in my mind. Um, so yeah, this was back in September, 2014, uh, written by Mark Gattis Mm -hmm. and directed by Paul Murphy and, um, Yes. Uh, what are your th- are you For the benefit of the listeners, um, I can just see Adam's face over Skype <laughs> and he's very expressionless at the moment. I'm not getting much from him. So, uh, overall, I, I, dude, what are you
5: feeling? Oh, I was, I'll tell you what, because I was waiting for you to give the little synopsis. That's why I was waiting for you to say. So, this is about blah, blah. Um, well, I, I don't mind it, actually. I, it's not. Um, oh, okay. I, I think. Um, I don't love it, but I, I don't think I sometimes think I get this confused in my head with In the Forest of the Night. Funny enough, all right. which is ridiculous because I think it's just because they're both in a forest. They're both forests, yeah. Because um, yeah, <laughs> I sort of often think of this as being really bad, but actually, it's not. I don't think it's that bad at all. Um, right. I don't think it's great, but I, but I do like some of the humor in it. Um, yeah, before we sort of get into it heavy, I'll just say that I think it's a easy watch, but. Um, but pretty unsubstantial right, right, <laughs> yeah that's my feelings, but I don't mind it,
4: okay, I thought you were going to go a bit dark side there for no, some reason, no, no. I had this thought in my head that you were going to destroy it immediately
5: no, no no, that's, no, that would be in the forest and night I right. am to right. test that, but no, 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 this one it's it's all right, yeah, what about you
4: <laughs> um i've got to um kind of echo what you're saying, really, I think um. It's one of those, I wouldn't say it's a Marmite episode where you either love it or hate it. I think there's, there's things in there that are enjoyable mm. and um, the, the concept is, is really good. Um, it, it, when, I, when they announced it, I remember when they announced the storyline for it, it was like a few months before they filmed or a few months before the episode went out, um, that they were going to do a Robin Hood story. I was like, wow, that's, that's bound to be good. You know, Mm. such an iconic character. Um, You know, they can't screw that up. It's bound to be good. Um, But like you, I just found it a little bit like, meh, that was pretty pretty good. It was all right, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. Mm. Um, It just sort of plods along at a reasonable pace and um, doesn't really do much. There isn't really any one big event to draw you into. There's no... There's no build-up, really. There's no one thing that you know climaxed, You know, great story, but yeah, it just plods along and finishes as quickly as it started, really. Yeah, um, and that's it. <laughs> it's, um, it's
5: got a really cheesy ending. Oh, I mean, it's a it does. Ending, it just yeah. it just sort of wraps up. Like I said, it's just wrapped up. Everyone's jolly, and mate he shoots that arrow to the sky. Da da! Oh my god! Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't know. I just. um I found it an easy enough watch, but I did find it lag in the middle. Like I was thinking it got to sort of halfway through because I I think this starts off really well, actually. I I love the sort of first probably 10 minutes of this. I really enjoy the the beginning. Hmm. Um, So, you know, you've got the spoon fight with the doctor and Robin. I think it's great. Uh, It's a really nice little, little way to start the episode. Um, I love all the stuff going on with the doctor where he doesn't believe the merry men are real and and the dialogue going on there where he's ripping out the hair and he says, oh, (laughs) good job you're fake because otherwise you've got so many diseases you'll be dead. And he's like, but I am real. He's like, goodbye. I I love all that. I think the first 10 minutes of this is really nicely written, really good fun. Um, And yeah, then I don't know, it just seems to, as soon as they get sort of locked up in the cell and everything, it just sort of really seems to plod after yeah. that and yeah. then we get to the ending which is one big cheese fest um and, and the bit with the arrow <laughs> oh, is blimey. just ludicrous yeah. it kind of really takes the edge off so yeah um i just see it falls it falls a bit flat this one but mm. but i think it starts off pretty decent
4: yeah um and just to give uh, give everyone a recap very briefly on the story then it starts basically with the doctor asking clara what does she want to do um and she essentially says, um, I want to go and see Robin Hood. Yeah. So the doctor tries to convince her that he's not real. That he's just folklore, legend. Um, they land in Sherwood Forest and immediately bump into Robin Hood, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that point on, it's because the doctor um, has always thought that Robin Hood is a fictional character from books and so on and so on. He then he's then on this endless quest. It seems like to prove that he's not a real guy and something's not right and all the rest of it. And then um, we find out that um, it's an alien spacecraft has crashed down, disguised itself as a huge castle. Um, The sharing. I was going (laughs) to I was going to say the sheriff of Rottingham then, but that's from (laughs) um, that spoofy Robin Hood film, Men in Tights. Oh right, (laughs) uh, the sheriff of Nottingham um, is in control of these robots and he's taking all the gold from the villagers because for some reason this spaceship requires gold in order to repair the whatever system's broken within its engines. Um, is that right? It requires gold, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
5: Sort of they've got these big circuit chips, that yeah. they make, circuit boards they're That's making, right. aren't they? Mm. Yeah,
4: so it has to be gold, so the villagers are getting robbed by the sheriff um, because these robots have basically said, help us mend the ship, and then you can take control of it, you can take over the world, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, And while this is all going on, you know, Robin Hood, Robin Hood and his merry men trying to stop it, um, along with the Doctor and Clara, and they eventually do in the worst way possible, um, and then that's it. So it's a quite a good, uh, on paper, (laughs) it's a pretty good story. Yeah, um, I can imagine Like the concept is really cool because they could have gone with a very typical um, classic Robin Hood uh, story where the doctor, you know, looks up to him as this great character and his merry Men, And, you know, it's all that. So I really like the twist that, you know, the doctor hates Robin Hood immediately. And there's <laughs> this very fun there's there's this very fun um, uh, bantering, as the doctor puts it. Uh, between him and robin hood and they're constantly arguing and he's you know he just doesn't like him <laughs> at yeah. all so that's a nice twist because normally if you look at any other story or film or whatever to do with robin hood he's always like this very he's he's almost like the knight in, in the knight in shining armor and mm. saves the day and everyone looks up to him so really liked that they didn't do that that they went with a slightly different direction but the the, the the middle and the end of the story just don't live up to the opening uh, part of it. Because um, I, I I love the scene in the TARDIS where the Doctor's drawing on his blackboard. Yeah. And he's working stuff out. And uh, uh, the, the little conversation with Clara, that's all good. Because I really like that about Doctor Who where... And we see it a lot in the classic era where it's just... They, it's not some huge story arc that we have to worry about. It's just a nice little uh, introduction is with the Doctor and the companion in the TARDIS. It's like, right, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Um, and, and, and that's how the adventure starts, which which I really like. Uh, and then when we first see Robin Hood and we have that little banter between him and the Doctor and the fight and stuff, that's all great. And then when the Doctor's, like you said, is examining the other people he's taking hair out and, and all hmm. that a lot, that's really good. Yeah. But then from... Pretty much that point on, um, the story just sort of deteriorates really into just a, um, I I don't know what Mark Gattis was, where he was trying to go with it from that point on. Exactly,
5: yeah, it feels like there's no, yeah, it feels like there's no sort of, um, there's no strong... Core to the story is there at all? It's very—it's a bit lightweight. Because um, I—I oh, yeah. I agree with you about the banter. I, I love a lot of the banter in this. So I think is really good, but there are some bits where it real really feels a bit like padding. Um, like the cell scene. There's some good bits in there, like when they knock the keys down, that's great, you know, and they're fighting over the keys and knocking down drain. love that bit. But some of it just goes on and on and on, and you're sort of thinking, oh, you know, the story isn't moving on, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but we just, yeah. So I do like a lot of the banter in this, but I feel perhaps there's just a little bit too much yes. um, in the cell. I was just, you know, they needed the story to be moving on a bit there, I yeah. thought. I mean, I do. I absolutely adore the scene with the doctor pulling out the spoon and having the sword fight. I mean, I don't know where Mark Gatiss got that idea from, but it's, it's brilliant. Um, and and the fact that the doctor pushes him in, you know, using that, mm-hmm. you know, sort of backwards flip, and and that then Robin uses that backward flip to defeat the sheriff at the end. That's a lovely piece of writing there. I love that. Um, yeah. I just the one thing that distracts me in that scene though and it won't bother you this will just be me I know it's the the continuity with the TARDIS door every time I'm watching it I just keep noticing it keeps opening and shutting between scenes it's just like Well. yeah, well, no, that's what I mean. It's just one of those silly little things. I know it's like the, the train not moving in um, uh, in yeah. uh, Mummy. It's like one of those things. But it does. Every time I watch that scene, I just keep looking at the TARDIS door thinking it's open one minute, shut the next, half open the next. It keeps changing all the way through that scene. Terrible continuity. Yeah. But um, but it's a great scene. I love it. And he chops the button off the doctor's jacket and all that. That's cool. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah, I love it. And Capaldi definitely does give him a very sly middle finger in that scene, doesn't it? Absolutely. There's no, There's way no yeah of getting around it. He definitely <laughs> slipped that in there. Yeah, and I like that. It's cool. Yeah,
4: that's um, it's it's completely obvious, isn't it? You you yes. can't hide it at all. He actually he gives him well. the finger. You yeah. He does. <laughs> um, his
5: glove on. Yeah, it's brilliant.
4: Yeah, I I can I can imagine that a conversation between Mark Gattis and Stephen Moffat was loosely along the lines of. I've got this really cool story about Robin Hood. It's not what you're expecting. I'm going to put a twist on it. Mm. And it's basically going to be about uh, the doctor completely hating Robin Hood, trying to disprove his existence yeah. um, and then to arguing very funnily between. And I think that's just the core of the story. It's about the doctor and Robin Hood, mm. this continuous back and forth and arguing and which is very funny. Some of the times when they do um, sort of prod and mock each other and, and that sort of stuff is very funny and um Peter Capaldi does it very well um with Tom Riley who plays Robin Hood really really good stuff um but there's nothing else going on really because the robots are very um not very threatening really no, they are they, a bit they, weak aren't they yeah i mean yeah. they come across as a little bit threatening at, at the beginning when you first um when they first melt that guy down who's sitting yeah. next to um uh, I think it's Marion in the end, isn't it's it? It's Marion, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's quite good. But from that point on, they get defeated way too easily. Well, um, with the tray, with yeah. the gold trays and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
5: the, the, so the the alien threat isn't really a threat. Um, that could have been you know. used quite a bit more, mm. actually. Now, now you mention it, because I I do like the design of those guys. I think I like I like the the head design and, and yeah. stuff. I think That's pretty pretty good actually. And I really like the
4: the purple laser that they use. Mm. It makes a cross on people that's you know that's quite a powerful image you know it's pretty yeah. good um and uh and i also didn't find um uh, the sheriff particularly threatening he's very uh, do you know what i think it's because i'm so used to seeing um you know Miller. From, uh, from prince of thieves um oh. uh alan rickman yeah, from Prince of Thieves. I think because he's so, he was such a bad, nasty guy, and the sheriff is supposed to be like that. that this guy was quite forgiving, really. He didn't really. The only time he really got his hands dirty he was, I mean, he he kills a villager at the beginning. Yeah, you know, and I thought, wow, this guy means business. But after that, he doesn't really do anything. He just, you know, he talks a lot. You know, he's very calm and collects His and beard. <laughs> yeah, and then he has that fight at the end, which is quite cool, but. Other than that he just doesn't he doesn 't do it for me Ben
5: miller no i don 't mind his performance, but he's just it's just another example of of Doctor Who getting in a, a guest star and doing absolutely nothing with yes. him in fact he's yeah. hard, he's not really in it um, I do think it's a shame i 'm going to mention this now so i don 't forget it. I do think it's a shame that they didn't reinstate the cut scene when they released this on on Blu-ray because oh, right, obviously yeah. it's it's fairly yeah. important to the plot you know basically the scene they cut was where the sheriff gets his head cut off and it and it, it's revealed he's actually a robot as well that's right um, so we don't get that scene it wasn't shown when it aired um and it and it wasn't put back in for the DVD release, which is a shame because the reason it was cut was to do with things, events happening in the news at the time. That's right. So there's no reason that they couldn't have put the uncut version on the on the on the DVD release. It's just laziness as usual, um, on the BBC's part. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's a little scene, and it, I think it should have been in there because it's it's quite important to know that he is a robot. If you listen very carefully, you do hear him say it, but oh, it's. Literally, that dialogue gets lost. Yeah, it does in in the yep. fight. So I mean, it's not made very clear that he's actually a robot at all, um, as well. And I think it's quite important to the story, really, to it, know that.
4: Absolutely, it is. Yeah, because otherwise um, he's sort of inconsequential. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, it's um, the the way that they made the story because they've taken that scene out. Um, the way that the story plays now is uh, the sheriff is uh, is not a robot, and. He's been told by these robots that, you know, if he helps them get the ship repaired, they'll then repay him by being able to, you know, take a, like run the world sort of thing. Run the world, yeah. And I'm just trying to think, It maybe he's half robot, I can't remember but that. But there the is case. something in there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, but that's not the case because if that scene was in there, you know, it would be very clear that, ah, you know, he's actually, he's not just in cahoots with these robots, he's actually one of them you know and yeah. you know it was a different master plan so um i think it is absolutely should be in there i mean like it it's very difficult from i wouldn't want to be the one to make that decision at the time when it went out based on what was in the news but mm-hmm. like you say it could have been put back in um for the for the release because the the box set for this came out months and months later yeah um you know when it wasn't so that kind of thing wasn't so fragile so it could have been put back in but um I think it's just a minor annoyance now, really.
5: Yeah, it doesn't um, really make a big difference. Just every time we get to because I've I've seen it, it was sort of surfaced on YouTube. I don't don't think it's on the Blu-ray. Someone might want to correct me, but um yeah, I've seen the scene and it just every time I get to that bit where I know it should be, I kinda think it, it should be there because yeah. it does just cut to him jumping up on the thing saying he says something like, Oh, I'm half man, half machine or something like that. You, there is a line, but God, it's so lost under all the music and fighting that you really wouldn't, wouldn't get it. But yes. Yeah, I just, yeah, it was a such a, I totally get why they cut it at the time, totally understand that, but it was a very last minute decision. So mm. they've obviously clearly still, you know, they, they should have reinstated it for the Blu-ray, yeah. That's another thing yeah. that um, I've got on my notes why
4: you've just mentioned that the sound mix was very off, I found on this one. Mm. Um, I found it very difficult to listen to a lot of the dialogue because the music and the sound effects were, um, they were good, but they were very, very loud. Yeah. Um, and I struggled to hear, I found myself, um, uh, turning my TV up a lot to hear the dialogue, but have to quickly turn it down again when there was action. Cause it just blew my speakers off. Mm. Um, so I was, I was up and down a lot with the volume key, the volume buttons, um, But uh, actually, yeah, so before we get on to cast and stuff like that, um, in terms of, like, production for this one, um, looks very nice. The forest scenes are all very good. Really like the opening scenes where the TARDIS lands in the forest. Um, And the the location they used for, um, like, the base, if you like, for the Merry Men was really, really good. It's like this huge, like, I don't know, it it was like... um, like a huge bit just cut out of the forest, if you like. Um, yeah. Like a huge cliff, like the forest was up high. And then there was this huge cavernous, like not a valley, but this huge cavernous area, um, which looked really, really good.
5: It's um, beautifully shot. Mm. I, I have to agree. It's nicely, yeah, it's nicely directed as well in that sense. It's, um, yeah, it looks, it looks nice, the episode. Yeah. Especially at the beginning and, and all that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Really good. Um wasn't too fussed about, um, some of the castle stuff, we didn't, really, the, the, we didn't really pull back enough and see enough of the castle and stuff. It was just... Well, I don't get uh, why they use
5: the, they use a picture of... Um, they sort of mix two or three castles, don't they? Because they, they use a picture of Bodmin, I think, for that sort of CGI shot. I don't know why they, why they use a real picture and then layered it with loads of CGI. You know, there's like one shot of it from the outside and then yes the rest yep. of it is is um it's a, a welsh castle which name i can't pronounce i think you've been there it's um, caffili castle oh it's caffili sorry i was yep. thinking it was the one with la, 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 the, the l one no, whatever no. that is so, caffili is it yep. yeah um so that's quite nice that works that works quite well
4: yeah because yeah, i remember um when i watched it this morning i thought ah yes i've been there and the actual scene where they filmed where they've got the gallery with the people up the top and that's actually a really really big big area with the castle it's like mm-hmm. um, all open wide they could have the camera could have pulled back a bit and revealed some more of the castle and the moat just outside it would have been good but oh. it felt quite contained it does yeah that, i assumed that, that was yeah no, i assumed no, it because it was small yeah no no it's quite big so they could have used a bit more of that would have been good but so yeah the, the castle stuff wasn't great i mean in in terms of um um, how good a Doctor Who episode looks. It does look nice, it's, especially the outdoor scenes in the forest and everything. It's very mm. shot, very nice. And, um, and pacing, not really got a complaint with the pacing. It moves along It does. Well. I do
5: think it lags in the middle though. I did find myself getting bored uh, sort of in the middle. You know, with all the stuff in the cell and then Clara and the sheriff just chatting at the table, I, I must admit, I was drifting off a little bit there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fairly well paced. It picks up pretty much after that, I suppose. Yeah, it's not too bad. It doesn't lag as bad as... Oh, it's not like some. Oh, some no. Yeah, so not too bad. Let's talk about cast.
4: Um, Now, some of the supporting cast we can get out of the way very quick because I've only got a few lines. So basically the Merry Men. Um, we, we, <laughs> we have a little roll call, don't we? Where Robin Hood's introducing them. Um, and that's pretty much it. They have some more lines yeah. towards the end. Uh, and that's it. So, yeah, not yeah. much. So it really was the Robin Hood show. It wasn't really Robin Hood and his Merry Men. Mm. You know, they just kind of popped up a few times throughout the story and had a line each, um or a couple of lines each, and that was that.
5: Yeah, um, mostly laughing, isn't it? I love that when the doctor's like, "Enough of the laughing." That wasn't even a joke. He's like, "Yeah." So they sort of provide a bit of humour in that sense, but they ain't in it a lot, no. They ain't in it, are
4: they? and that was quite good again that was another nice little element written into the story there by Mark Mm. Mark Gattis where the doctor's so he gets so you know infuriated with this kind of cliched you know stuff that you see out of storybooks with Robin Hood where everyone's all the merry men are like chucking away and he gets so he hates it doesn't he yeah Um, and he's trying to say oh it's not a hologram but you know something else is afoot um, and, I, and there's an, uh, the guy who played Robin Hood Tom Riley has this really cool little knack of this this sort of crafty almost cheeky little grin mm. where you can see the Doctor getting mad about it and trying to figure out what's going on and he's kind of playing up to it a little bit he knows that he's getting on the Doctor's nerves and uh, he's playing up to it a bit
5: yeah let's um, talk about Tom Riley then because I yeah. think he was quite good cast as Robin Hood he, he's perfectly got that little cheeky chappy um, but but still quite likable sort of uh, characterisation. Yeah, I thought he was quite good as Robin Hood.
4: I thought he was excellent mm. as, as this character. And am in a way um, I kind of wanted to see more of of his character. I kind of wanted to see maybe another another story with with him um, because it feels like we pick up when when the Doctor and Clara land. Um, the, the Robin Hood and he, you know, he's, we sort of join him at this point in his life where he's doing the classic Robin Hood thing. And then when the doctor and Clara leave at the end, he gets Marion back and, you know, and I feel like, you know, there's more to tell there. Um, yeah. because it'd be, a, it'd be an interesting thing because now obviously, um, the, uh, the sheriff has gone, you know, he's, uh, he's now a gold statue somewhere. Um, <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see how where they would go with that without the other classic elements because um i think at some point in the story um when Clara's having a conversation uh with the sheriff um he says to her that the he's going to take on the king of england but before that he 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 killed someone else who was quite powerful um in the area who was the guy that is um, it St. Peter? or No, uh, Simon, Peter? I'm not sure. Something like that. Um, the guy who basically the sheriff reports into for Nottingham. Yeah. Whoever that character is. So that guy isn't there anymore. Um, the sheriff's not there anymore. So I'd be really interested to see where they would go with Robin Hood's character. Um, and purely based on Tom Riley's performance. I, I don't know. I just felt like after the episode ended, I was like, well... You know, I know what the Doctor's going to do next, all that stuff, but I wonder what Robin Hood and those guys would do next. So I really wanted to see more, and I know that's never going to happen, but I really well, wanted to see. Well, I
5: don't know the way Moffitt's going at the minute. Anything could happen. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> um, yes, he could pop up, couldn't he?
5: It, it, well, no, yeah, Numerous he times. He'll probably bring back um, Fryer Tuck. Fryer <laughs> right. Tuck. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did think he was good casting. I really like the performance he gives. It's this good, good, good interaction between him and Capaldi. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man, I'm not too bothered about seeing him again, but, uh, but I wouldn't mind if, if we did, let me put it that way. Yeah. Do you know what? I,
4: I, I enjoyed his performance more, his interactions with Clara. Oh, okay. Believe it or not. Because um, yeah. I found, um, like I said, the stuff between him and the Doctor, I found that really funny. And yeah. that was really good. But especially the scene at the end where he's talking to Clara before she goes in the TARDIS. Um, I found that really, that's a lovely little written scene there where Clara's saying goodbye. Mm. And he's not being that typical Robin Hood that we'd seen throughout the episode to that point. Because um, you know the bit went having the archery competition. Yeah, And he sort of flings off his hat and his cloak and he sort of announces to everyone that he's Robin Hood and stuff. You know, he's he's like the complete opposite to that. He seems very, very um, sort of vulnerable at that point, mm. you know, because he's revealed quite a lot to Clara about his feelings about Marion and him being a good person, all that stuff. And I really like that scene. I thought the way that he played it was really well done, where mm. um, it's quite emotional. She says goodbye. And then he has like a little chuckle. You know, as she goes, sort of thing. So I really, really like that, and that's that's some some of the stuff that I wanted to see more of. Um,
5: yeah, I get that. I mean, it's a nice scene. I mean, I love it when he turns to the doctor as well and says, "You know, Clara's told me all about you, and we're very similar." You know, and Capaldi's like, Well she told you?" Yeah, you know, you know, and he's basically, yeah, she said too much. I I I thought that was going somewhere at the time. Actually, I thought that was sort of going to be some sort of arc that. Clara was going around blabbing too much, and but it turns out he's just annoyed that she's been giving away all his sort of secrets and stuff. But yeah, it's a nice scene. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So yeah, Tom Riley, really, really,
4: really good casting again, um, and a good performance. I really liked his performance. Yeah, very good. Um, I with that, what about the sheriff then? So Ben Miller, uh, a bit more ben about Miller. him. Ben Miller, Ben uh, Miller from the um, Sainsbury's ads, Asda ads. Oh, Tesco? those
5: ads. From oh, one of those, anyway. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, yes, I can't take him. I think he's just one of these actors where I just cannot take him too seriously. I don't know why. I just when, when he's trying to be very serious, and especially that conversation with Clara, um, when he's revealing his plan and all that stuff, uh, I just can't. I just can't seem to get into his performance. As he's not very threatening. As a credible villain. Um, a bit villain. where
5: he punches the. The, one of the um knights, as well isn't it, <laughs> yeah. this sort of comedy character, yeah he's not very threatening in in the role um i i don't mind him in it i, I actually I think he yeah you know, i don't know i don 't mind Ben, Miller. i just I just can't get over how he reminds me of um Andy ainler's master <laughs> the, the whole time that you I was watching what? the first time yep. I was watching this, I kept thinking because there's a bit where he said something like um he's watching the doctor do the archery fight, and he's like you you know not such a stranger and he sort of rubs his beard i thought oh is, is he surely is he going to be the master is this like you know because i could definitely see him he looks a lot like him. that yeah, yeah it's just the beard and the facial expressions and sometimes the voice as well it's just i just can see it in his performance mm. a bit um but uh yeah unfortunately he doesn't get to go anywhere near that that sort of grand in terms of character so yeah um i think as i said before i think I don't mind him in it at all, actually, but he's not threatening and he, he is very much wasted in it. I think he could have been so much better, but I don't think it's down to him. I think it's more down to the, the, the script, really. He just needed to have his part built up a bit more.
4: Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, like I've already said, he just wasn't a credible villain for me. Couldn't take him seriously. And Do you know what? That's funny that you say that because I hadn't remembered that until you said it, that he does look a lot like uh, the Master. Doesn't he just he? reminds me of Anthony and his master. Yeah, I just so I much.
5: Yeah. yeah, I thought it might have been just me, but I'm glad you think it as well. Yeah,
4: yeah. I'd, I'd forgotten until you just mentioned it. But um, yeah, so Ben Miller, not too bad. He's a decent enough actor, but yeah, mm. just what he had to do here was just
5: a bit, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Clara. Clara, well, do you know, it's funny because I remember the, the first time I watched this, I did review for Geeks Handbag, and I remember saying... I was really disappointed in Jenna's the way Jenna was written in this because I think um, she was becoming quite strong in series eight. They'd really sort of managed to turn her character around, and I felt in this she'd gone back to sort of series seven, Clara. Sorry. I didn't feel like that this time. Maybe I was just a bit more, you know, maybe watching them in order back then, you know, made a difference. But watching this as a standalone little story. And she thought she was alright in it, um, and I think she looks amazing when she comes out the TARDIS in that red dress, whatever she's wearing. I think she looks stunning. Um, but yeah, I actually thought she was okay in this—not her strongest performance by any means—but mm. um, but she, yeah, she she does does the job, I think.
4: Yeah. Yes, I would um, I would agree with that. I because I hadn't seen this one in a long time, and based on what Clara was like in the last series. Um, I thought that she was a lot more annoying in it than what she actually is. She's not too bad mm. in this one because yeah. sometimes she does get a bit fangirlish.
5: I remember her being yeah. really giggly and fawning over Robin and, but she's not nowhere near as sort of bad as I thought, actually. Yeah. I,
4: I, that's the same for me. I, in my head, I thought, oh, she's really sort of giggly and school girly and fangirlish, but she's actually not too bad. Um, no. uh nowhere near as bad as what she she's been in the last series with things but um yeah and she has a she has a couple of nice little scenes she's quite good when it, it's a good little twist when the three of them are locked up in the dungeon mm. and they have this thing about you know the guards been overhearing them to see which one is the ringleader yeah and uh, the doctor and and robin have this argument about well he's bound to pick me i'm the ringleader and he comes in and takes clara so I thought that was good and then That's the subsequent nice. yeah. yeah conversation between her and the sheriff that was pretty good um you know she seems quite in control and quite you know uh you know not intimidated at all which is good um and she has some other nice little things and yeah I, I, she was just you know she was pretty good and I'm I'm glad that she didn't go down that road of being too giggly around Robin Hood mm. and you know this whole big romantic you know they could have done you know, the big romance thing where she fancies him and, yeah. you know, they could have gone too far. But no, I thought the balance was pretty good. Didn't, didn't mind Clara in this one.
5: No, I didn't. And I, and I like, you mentioned the scene earlier with the chalkboard and that. It's a really nice little scene between her and Capaldi as well mm. at the start where he's just like, you know, he's just totally dismissive. She's like, come on, come on, have some fun. I think that's the thing. She's, she's more fun Clara in this rather than the sort of I liked it when Clara was a bit more um you know later on in series eight she gets a bit more serious and deep and I preferred that because I sort of found yeah series seven Clara was just cocky and annoying and yeah I thought she was going a little bit towards that in this in this episode but yeah no she's actually fine she's nowhere near as uh, as bad as I thought um I actually thought she she works quite well in it actually yeah yeah
4: pretty good um right uh the doctor
5: the Doctor, yeah. I'm, now, this is interesting because very often when me and you get to a Capaldi episode, we get to talk about Capaldi and we always sort of say, oh, he was on point, he was great. Um, and uh, I, do, I do think he's really good in this. But I also f- found he's really different um, going hmm. back, you know, after watching Series 9 and I haven't watched this episode for, for ages. So it's really strange to go back and see Capaldi as the Doctor in Series 8. It's def- he's definitely different. Yeah, He's much more sort of abrupt um, you know much more he's a bit more alien in a way like you know Clara's always always having to sort of excuse him for not having any manners and um, it's, a, it's a different Doctor we're seeing here only, only subtly but it's definitely a different mm-hmm. performance to, to the sort of Capaldi Doctor in Series 9 um, I thought anyway I just uh, but I still thought it was good I still thought he was really really good fun in it I love, you know, love all the banter that he comes out with um, and I still think he gives a really confident performance the bantering The bantering, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes, he's definitely a different Doctor than what we've seen from Series 9. That's for sure. He's definitely got that William Hartnell um, sort of borderline grumpiness, no patience, um, grumpy old man sort of thing going on.
5: He's quite cocky, isn't he? He's like, I know what's going on here. Don't tell me. And then obviously he's, he's got it all wrong as well. Like when he—that is quite funny at the end when he's like revealing the plan, mm-hmm. and then he realises actually he's got it completely wrong. He's like, no, that'd be a that'd be a silly plan. And he's like, well, why am I thinking that? And you know, there's some great moments with Capaldi in this, I think.
4: Yeah, and I I, I like his performance for the most part. Um, yeah, he's a great doctor. He really is. Um, he's got the. the and I think it was it was good to have an older guy come back as the Doctor. Um, oh, yeah. If we remember back to when they were good, doing the whole casting for the role and the big reveal and so on. Um, and I think that when you see um, Capaldi like this in Series 8, you think to yourself, yes, that was the right decision to not mm-hmm. go with another very young actor, but to change it up a bit and have that grumpy old man sort of hark back to the Hartnell years.
5: Yeah, that's sort of cocky, I know. You know, I've yeah. been around the block a few times, I know what's going on here, you know, when when actually there are still new things for the doctor to discover. It's it's quite a nice little uh, little thing to do. But I, I, I tell you what I do like as well. I much prefer the smarter series eight Kilpaudi doctor. Like I just you know, he looks so much better in the suit and shirt and you know. Uh, than the hoodie and all that that we got in Series Nine, I I prefer this look. Yeah, um, I think his hair is so short in this as well. He look he looks really different. His hair, yeah, is a lot shorter than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not gone into the wild. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I reckon. Uh, hopefully, in Series Ten, they'll combine combine the smart clothes with the wild hair. I think would be <laughs> would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. But no, I think he's good in this. I still like Capaldi. It's a nice performance. He handles the humor quite well. I think. Um. Yes, it does a yeah. good job.
4: Yeah, it's good. Uh, right, um, anything else I should mention before we get on to scores?
5: Yes, I'm glad you've asked me, because there is two things I must <laughs> mention. I love the fact that the miniscope gets mentioned at the start, ah, so the miniscope from yep. uh, Carnival of Monsters, he's like, at one point the Doctor thinks they might be trapped in a miniscope. Lovely little reference. And um, one absolutely beautiful little nugget that they included in this was having the picture of Pat Troughton from Robin Hood uh on oh, the yeah. screen it's on there for seconds when they're going through the the spaceship data bank we get a picture you know a real life i think that might have been maybe pat troughton's first tv role or something i'm not sure could He's be very wrong, young but yeah yeah it's a very early publicity still of um pat troughton as robin hood just on there on screen for seconds lovely little idea to include that yeah and i, I really like the miniscope Reference as well, yeah, really Brilliant. cool, yeah. Actually, there is one thing we ch- we should just finish on though is the fact that this nice little lightweight easy watch story. Because this, the reason we're going to get on scores in a second, but the reason my scores goes down quite a bit from what it might have been, it is due to the ridiculous. Golden Arrow shooting into the side of a spaceship. Ah, oh, the ending at the end. Yes. The ending. Yeah. I mean, I must just talk about that before we go on scores. Very quick. Because yeah. It's um, it's ludicrous. It doesn't even. It just hits the side of the ship, and it's enough to boost it into the sky. And it's just a joke. It's a, it's almost as if right. We've got to wrap this up. Um, oh yeah, Golden Arrow. Sh- yeah, sh- spaceship explodes. Dumb. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it really really isn't a very good
4: ending no, to the episode I have to say. Not at all and I'm glad you mentioned it, actually because when I when I watched it this morning and it got to that bit my sort of my brain triggered that memory of when I watched it the first time thinking mm. oh yeah this is the ridiculous bit. It's um, so stupid. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to look past um, certain things within stories you have to uh, you know sort of take off your your realism hat for a minute and just look at it as a piece of science fiction and drama and stuff but yeah really um, yeah I mean for a start the ship is so high up you know at this point by the time they'd finished faffing around and you know got the the arrow sorted and
5: and the three of them all the three, exactly yeah, the right place. Oh, there's yeah.
4: no person even the best archer in the world wouldn't be able to get an arrow that high hmm. up into the air let alone with enough force for it to jam into the side of the you know quite clear um, very thick armour plating on the side of the ship. And that's the other thing as well. Why would the arrow striking the outside of the armoured ship give it like this much? power boost? Yeah it's, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that really disappointed with with Mark Gattis in the script. Um, and also, <laughs> not just him, it's Stephen Moffat's fault as well. Because... You know, the guy... <laughs> Let's you know, get him
5: in. Get him in here.
4: Well, I'm sorry, but the guy that's, see- that's overseeing all of the scripts and stories, you'd immediately just fling that script back at Mark Gattis and say, sort the ending out and we'll go for it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. another example of Stephen Moffat just letting things through that are just ridiculous.
5: It does take the edge off. It, it does, really yeah. does. Because yeah. it's
4: his job, really, you know, to look at these scripts and stories and say, yeah, it's all good, but, you know, that's not really working you know, you need to go back and rework that bit because that's just not not great. Um, But obviously, Mark Gattis has just got a bit more more freedom
5: around the the BBC office. Um, I'm just laughing because I've got this vision of the moth hunched over a bar somewhere right now, just flicking peanuts at a mirror, (laughs) just with his head in his hands, thinking, oh, what? Just like well, I just getting so much dick, <laughs> but it um, is true. It is true. I know it should. Have, it should. They could have. It didn't need it. It didn't even need it. They could have just said like, reach maximum thing. Let's go. And it it just didn't need it.
4: Yeah. And um, uh, a funny little story that um, I li- li- literally just recently finished reading Andrew Cartmell's book, The Script Doctor. Just finished it, and there are numerous occasions in that book. Where he had scripts through, even mm-hmm. to the point where they were going into production, um, like two weeks after like the the last bit of the script had finished, and he had just pulled the plug. He'd be like, "No, you know that that story is not going ahead with yeah. that particular element in the story because it's ridiculous." And to the point where he'd have like a blazing row with John Nathan Turner to say, "You know, I don't care." That story cannot go ahead, you know, with that element in it. And sometimes I just wish that the moth was a bit like Andrew Cartmell in that regard, where he'd just be like, no, I'm sorry, that's just completely ridiculous. You know, maybe it's that awkwardness between friends, you know, like when mm-hmm. a friend shows you something they've done and you're like, wow, that's terrible. Uh, it's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's that awkwardness where he doesn't want to disappoint or upset his mate. I'm not sure, but yeah. I think he just needed to be a bit stronger there and say, look, come on, Mark. You know, I've got you in again, you know, yeah. to do this. Play the game, you know, at least give me a decent story. And just told him to bugger off and, uh, you know, and come back with a decent ending. But That's it. alas, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, scores. Let's do it. I think it's... okay. Who's going to go first this week? I think it's me. Is it me? Yes. It's you. It's me. Yeah. Uh, I will give this a solid... A solid
5: 6 out of 10 6 out of 10 ok yeah I'm just slightly ahead of you um, I, I've gone 6.5 oh, ok six, 6.5 yeah it probably would have been a 7 if it wasn't for that ending I think I was sort of getting towards the end of the story I was thinking yeah this is ok it's a 7 um, but no 6 I think 6, 6.5 is, is, is pretty bang on yeah
4: yeah. rightio what did you guys think we had a load of comments come through um, on facebook this week yeah we did
5: i was quite surprised actually yeah we got a lot for this i'm really pleased by the way thanks thanks everyone for commenting because i was really chuffed <laughs> the amount of comments we got for this but i was surprised because it's um i think it's a, sort of reasonably forgettable episode so yeah anyway let's see what they had to say
4: yes um we had a load of audio reviews in as well so before we
5: dive into uh,
4: twitter on facebook let's do that first one which is from alex kingdom
0: Hello, GoNan and boy, does it feel good to be back.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I'm so sorry that I have been making um, audio reviews for the past uh, a few weeks. Something called Exams has come over the horizon, which means I'm very busy. But I found this minute also just to do this for you guys. So, The Robot of Sherwood um, is a fun episode. It really changes the tone of Series 8, which is a dark and interesting tone compared to the other series before that in the Smith era. I think this script was um, good, but it felt kind of Smith to me. And I don't think that really works with Paddy's character. He can do funny, of course, but it wasn't dry comedy. It was more Smith comedy. Clara was just literally a damsel in distress, basically. And the whole Arrow ending the ship thing was uh, But I did like to see Ben Miller as the Sheriff of Nottingham, just because he was in Primeval and I used to love that show. But anyway, Tom Riley as Robin Hood. Is it Tom Riley? I hope it's Tom Riley. Um, I may have got that name wrong. He's great. I really like him. I just think he's a funny character. I think he bounces off his uh, team of pals, Merry married men, uh, very well. And I think that works really well in terms of the story. But, what am I going to give Robert a show? I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. I think it's really good. I just don't think it's one of the stories that you'd pick out from series eight or any of Doctor Who history. But again, it's not one like of those episodes that you look back on and go, oh. And anyway, you guys, keep, keep enjoying
4: the show. Thank you, Alex.
5: Cheers. Good luck with the exams, mate. Yeah, good luck, buddy. I can totally see Matt Smith in this script, actually. Now he said that, I could, this would just, yeah, this would suit Matt's doctor down to the ground, this story. He would, actually,
4: yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a couple over on, on Twitter first. Um, uh, Finn Walsh says, um, he says, Hello, guys. Summer break has just began for me and uh, a good story to watch um, uh, for the summer. It's a simple, um, easy watch, um, seven out of 10. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, a guy called uh, Christophe Antoine uh, says um, he, he posted a picture on Twitter of uh, the scene where the doctor's putting his glove on. Uh, he says the doctor flipped Robin off when he put his glove on when they first meet, and that's the only thought I have from the episode. <laughs> um, so that's the only thing that uh, uh, that he took from that, which is interesting.
5: Best bit in the episode, I love it. <laughs> yes,
4: so let's do another audio review before we get stuck into Facebook. Uh, this is uh, Owen Daly.
1: So hi Gary and Adam, and today we are talking about Robots of Sherwood. Now first of all, I think Robots of Sherwood is actually quite underrated. I think I am definitely in a minority because I've seen people really enjoy the story, and I can see where they're coming from. Personally, I think it's very good because uh, if you all cast your minds back to that Disney movie, Robin Hood, uh, years ago, that was my favourite movie when I was... Uh four or five, and it had a lot of like imprint on me so whenever when I saw this was released and the preview clips, I just kept thinking of that movie, and that gave me a good positivity going into this episode and when I came out of it, I loved it because I had so many elements of that movie, plus Doctor Who so the reason I love this so much is basically because there were the the Robin Hood movie um but I can see its flaws now after a rewatch, after a rewatch, so I plan on not watching it too much because it kind of has uh, a lasting memory in my head, so I don't really want to overwatch it to see all its flaws, but it is definitely underused with the robot aspect. Robin Hood is a bit unbearable in places. The Sheriff of Nottingham is a bit underused, and the Merry Men are underused, and overall it's a bit poor in writing, but I still enjoy it. Uh, so that is about a 7 out of 10. And quickly, before I finish, I have to say I only got to 10 Doctor Adventures on Friday, and I have to say Technophobia was great. Time Reaver, the worst as I said, but it's not bad. And to, um, Death and the Queen was middle. So thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show, I guess. Bye.
4: Nice one. Excellent. Cheers for that. Cheers, buddy. Right on Facebook, uh, Joseph Howarth says, um, I actually liked Robot of Sherwood. Uh, considering this season is more focused uh, on more darker and edgier stories, I find this uh, story quite out of place for Peter's Doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. You'd think it would be an episode for Matt Smith's Doctor. Yeah But apparently not Uh, Regardless I thought the comedy act Between the Doctor and Robin Hood Was very funny For what it was Uh, was The fun romp adventure Uh, It's a bit um, It's a bit of a Been there Done that sort of story And nothing really spectacular Uh, But it was a good story Even if it felt like um, It was more suited For other Doctors Seven out of ten Ah okay Um, Sammy Satine uh, the Doctor thinks Robin Hood doesn't exist and sets out to prove it to Clara after she asks him to take her to Robin Hood turns out he is real and so are his merry men unfortunately so is the Sheriff of Nottingham and the robots uh, love the bit with the spoon still laugh about it as well as the ornamental plant, sire, plant stand joke uh, the Doctor and Robin not realising that as um, as, both, as they both listen to Clara, the sheriff would naturally assume she's the leader. It's both a gag and an attempt to move things along. I like how Clara tricks the sheriff into telling him his story. Uh, nice to see Patrick Troughton. It's a fun story. Eight out of ten. Oh, cheers, Sammy. Yeah. Um, right. George Coppin says, one of my least favourite Capaldi episodes. Don't really like the robots. Mm. and Most of the supporting cast are boring. Uh, only good things <laughs> about this episode is the Spoonfight and Ben Miller, although this episode is still better than In the Forest of the Nights. You'll be here pleased to hear Adam.
5: Isn't that the truth? Yeah, uh,
4: he gives <laughs> it a 5 out of 10. Uh, right, more audio. Uh, this is Joe
2: Sweeney. Hello gang. Adam. Hope you guys are well. So, the robots of Sherwood. Well, I can start off by saying that it is an okay episode, but one of my least favourites out of Series 8 and what saved the episode was like the scene with the doctor coming out of the TARDIS and saying to Clara that there's no such thing as Robin Hood and the arrow fired on TARDIS door I thought that was a quite good way to start off with the episode Uh, and also and also in another scene where the doctor was fighting Robin Hood with a spoon I thought um, that was um, quite a nice touch and also, Capaldi's performance was was quite good as well, but the, but the rest of the episode was just pretty bland. It was a bit boring, um, and also the robots didn't look that very scary or 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 feel very th- 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 threatening. And also, Clara was annoying, and also the jokes between um, the Doctor and Robin Hood sort of dragged on a little bit. So overall okay episode but not that very enjoyable so i'll give a score of them um, five out of ten hope you enjoy the podcast guys see you soon take care bye-bye
5: thank you joe cheers joe That's i, I do love that scene with the arrow actually that he mentioned. that is great when the doctor first comes out so confident and he's like no damsels in distress distress <laughs> no pretty castles no robin hood it's really, it's nice nice scene uh, let's
4: keep the train going with the audio this is matt rowney
3: Hey there going, Adam. I hope you too are well. Now The Robots of Sherwood is a really, really strange episode for me. I dislike it the more I watch it, and I think the reason for that is because I just see the flaws the more and more I do watch it. Now it's very likable, it's very enjoyable. It's an episode you can sit down on a Sunday afternoon and just enjoy. Um, it's got that likability about it, and I think the doctor is great in it as well. I think the chemistry and the dynamic he had with Robin Hood worked really well, they were so similar yet different at the same time and even Ben Miller was good as the Sheriff of Nottingham, he could have easily have crossed over to being a bit too theatrical, a bit too panto-esque, but he didn't apart from the odd moment, so you know, the characters were great but it had that typical Mark Gatiss problem and that's the narrative so many flaws that just become more apparent the more you watch it the whole gold thing, I didn't get that as a motive for the Sheriff of Nottingham Um, You know, the way he was saying, I want to take over Nottingham, then Lincoln, then the world! You know, that made no sense at all, and the ending just frustrates the life out of me. Number one, how does the Doctor Robin and Clara know that one golden arrow would be just enough gold content to get this ship out of the atmosphere? How do they know that? How do they know that that's going to work? Secondly, I, I don't care if you're Robin Hood, you cannot shoot an arrow through that much length of space, without wind or anything hitting it, and it hitting that exact part of the ship. And three, how does hitting a ship with an arrow up its gold content anyway? It's like Gattis got to the end of the script and thought, crap, I need to finish this, I'll make this up, it'll be fine. No, Mark, it's not fine, and this is becoming so apparent in all your scripts, you just cannot finish them off. So for me, The Robot of Sherwood, it's frustrating because it has the potential to be a really likeable and enjoyable one, which it is to an extent, but the narrative and especially the end lets it down so I'm going to give it a generous 6 out of 10. Take care guys.
4: Some really good points there Matt.
5: Yeah, I I do agree with a lot of that actually. So does Billy his bird by the sound of it. Yeah,
4: especially about Mark Gattis not being able to finish off a story that well, because I find that his scripts and his stories, they start very strong yeah. but the ending is sometimes a bit weak so um, yeah, good stuff Matt uh, right, back on Facebook let's rattle through some of these Lewis Palmer this is, why, this is one that I really enjoy as a dumb, fun, turn your brain off story mm. uh, it's a nice light hearted romp which I always like to break up the series and offer a chance of pace I always enjoy the Doctor and Robin Hood interacting with each other uh, they're really funny to me I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 really enjoy it cheers Lewis Mark Atkinson it was okay A strange sort of tone for the darker season 8 and the gold arrow business at the end was almost unforgivable, but Mm. it had some funny moments and Clara looked beautiful. Uh, 6.5. Cheers, Mark. Kira Knight. uh, I really enjoy it um, with the banter being both cheesy and entertaining. Uh, More my humour than Moffat's innuendos. Uh, There are familiar Gattis issues like the Doctor and Companion not doing that much, but it works. Mm. Uh, Great quotes like, you bony rascal. And uh, do people punch you in the face when you do that? Yeah. Uh, overall, 7 out of 10. Cool. Ben Smith, uh, I think this one gets an unfair rap. Uh, it is what it sets out to be, a simple, funny story. I like the portrayal of Robin Hood and the bickering with the Doctor is humorous. Uh, the, ro- the robots and Sheriff aren't anything special and the Golden Arrow conclusion is disappointing. But overall, uh, it's just a very fun episode, 7 out of 10 uh adrienne porter i really love it it's one of those episodes that grows on you over time possibly one of mark Gattis' best episodes for doctor who Uh, greg toby uh modern who's answer to a holmes like pseudo historical uh thoroughly enjoyed this one we need more episodes like this spoons at the ready nine out of ten spoons (laughs) Uh, let's do our second from last audio this is daniel fox
1: hello gary and adam hope you're both well so, Robot of Sherwood. Uh, I actually don't think this episode is that bad. I do think the humour in it is actually kind of yeah, actually quite suited to the Twelfth Doctor. Uh, although the spoon scene does feel a bit out of place for me. Um, but I do like a lot of scenes in this episode actually. Uh, for instance, the scene where Clara tells the Doctor and Robin Hood to shut up because they're shouting. I think that's quite funny. Uh, as for Robin Hood turning out to be real. I'm not too sure if I like that or not. It does feel a bit almost a bit fairy tale like. Um, but I will overall give it an eight out of ten. So have a good show, guys.
5: Excellent. Right. Thanks
4: for that. Nice one, Daniel. Thank you very much. Um right, a last few on Facebook. Um, where did I get up to? Um Greg Toby, right, so Callum Johnson says, Bad story. I like this Robin I like this Robin Hood, turned out to be real at the end, but the golden arrow was a bit ridiculous. So mm-hmm. four out of ten. Callum MacArthur, one of my favourite things Mark Gattis has ever written. Love Doctor and Clara in it, um, but what I don't like is all uh, the promotion. They said um, she wasn't going to be sure about the Doctor. But apart from that, I give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, Danny Brown, uh, for me, definitely a low point in Series 9. Not one I would ever really go back and watch. I think he means Series 8. Yeah, Uh, Gattis pens another weak story and the plot never gets going. Although saying that, performances from the cast are mostly good. 5.5. Um, 5. Mm. And lastly on Facebook, Eugene Glover says, uh, there is there is this moment in one breath where Clara, having doubted the new Doctor, realises that the Doctor would be there to save her. And for, and for her, that moment when the Doctor reveals that he is standing behind her is the moment 12 becomes a Doctor to her. It's all very dramatic and designed uh, to make that moment happen for the audience too. Um, but it doesn't, not for me anyway. For me, no matter what the divided opinion on Robot of Sherwood, the moment when 12 says, I am the Doctor and this is my spoon, is the Mm -hmm. instant instant Capaldi became the Doctor for me. It was at that moment the fun returned and I could see the Doctor in Capaldi's characterisation. Uh, For that moment, if nothing else, I will always have a soft spot for Robot of Sherwood and the rest of it was quite fun, if mostly harmless. Gives it a 7 out of 10
5: yeah i see where he's coming from with that actually yeah
4: yeah uh last audio clip this is jay kent
5: Hey, Gary and Adam, hope you're doing well. Now, robots or robots of Sherwood, I'm not too sure. I actually like this episode a lot. While it might not be perfection, it's certainly one of the good ones in Series 8, and arguably one of the best by Gattis. It's a nice, light-hearted episode with an easy-to-follow plot, which is perfect for a family audience. The idea of Robin Hood being real, only to be forgotten about in history, I think is a splendid idea, and the parallels drawn between him and the Doctor are really well done. I will say that it felt as if they were trying to save budget by not actually showing anyone getting cinema, by the robots or anything, and powering a ship with an arrow in the hole makes next to no sense, but I like the charm and quirkiness of the whole thing. The banter between the Doctor and Robin is certainly a highlight, and this will always be one of those episodes which makes me laugh. Overall, I give it a good old 7 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are
5: all for the bants. We're all for the
4: bants and the uh, and the cheesy laughter. <laughs> um, okay, did you have any... I mean, <laughs> Did you have anything through on the Geeks' handbag page? I did, yes.
5: <laughs> uh, a couple of quick ones. I had uh, Steve Jacoby says, I have Robin's first reaction to Clara every time I see Jenna. I think we all know what he means. Okie okay, dokie. Okay. Ryan Anthony, he says, Entertaining, easy to watch, and in my opinion, the funniest episode ever of Doctor Who. The comedic writing was very well done and the cast were great. Clara didn't have much to do, but that's a good thing considering the lead Oh, considering she led every other episode. That's yeah, that's a good point. Capaldi was amazing as always. This type of comedy works well in Doctor Who as long as it's done just a one-time thing. I think it gets a lot of undeserved hate as I really like it, and Ryan's given it 8 out of 10.
4: Ooh.
5: So he likes this one. And mm-hmm. finally, Paula Black, she says, really liked that episode more in the vein of classic Who. Okay. It did have fun to it. I will give it that. As I think that's one of the reasons I... I, you know, think it's okay. It's because it, it did have a little bit of fun to it. It wasn't, it was quite an easy watch, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Thank you very much, guys, for sending in your thoughts, um, either on Twitter, Facebook or audio. Really, mm-hmm. really good stuff. Yeah. Um, and quite a popular episode this week. Surprisingly. We got, yeah. Loads and loads of comments. So thank you so much for all that. Uh, what we're going to do next week next week third doctor
5: classic the sea devils the sea devils, sea devils.
4: fans yeah. of the third doctor will not want to miss I'm doing ice one. warriors why am I I'm thinking. Sea <laughs> yeah so sea devils one I've not watched in quite a while to be honest with you no I
5: haven't watched it for ages so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this actually yes. I'm, I'm in the mood for a bit of third doctor yes yeah. you nitwit <laughs> right uh, I think we're going to do there for 95 okay <laughs>
4: thank you thank you thank you thank you for sticking with us for episode 95 that was all good some interesting news this week
5: yeah some good news good news well i don't know about good news some good bits of news any news is good news (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking forward to the filming pics i hope they're not all locked in the same uh face the raven set repainted for the third time studio let's let's have some location pics yeah indeed let's go back to a good old quarry oh yeah shall we can't be, a good quarry. can't be a good quarry many quarries in Cardiff
4: I'm not sure well, there's a few Yeah, there's a huge one somewhere I think it's more of a mine but it'd <laughs> 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 look pretty good yeah. anyways thank you for your thoughts and comments as like I've said the show would not be what it is without all of our listeners very uh, uh, taking time out of their day or evening or morning whatever and send us your thoughts so that's all good really looking forward to your thoughts on next week's show because we haven't done a third Doctor story in quite some time.
5: No, what was the last one that had gone? you normally tell me. Yeah, in fact, we haven't, of Axos? we haven't done one this year. Oh, yes, we have, yeah, Claws of Axos." so you Clause are correct. Yeah. Back in March, so that'd be good.
4: So, um, yeah, send us your thoughts. Um, a tweet, a Facebook post, whatever you like. Um, and if you're going to send in an audio clip, that'd be fantastic. But just please try and keep it to roughly a minute long roughly when I say roughly like if it's a minute and 10 seconds that's fine but if it's like 4 minutes that's not roughly a minute (laughs) no yeah so head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all of our previous episodes plus you can link off to Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff Um, and you can also subscribe to the show in iTunes and if you are an iTunes listener you could give us a rating or a review that would be swell that would be awesome Thank you very much. Remember to check out Adam's channels, The Geek's Handbag, on Facebook and YouTube.
5: Yeah, I've actually managed to start filming a new video this week. Oh, cool. It felt good. It felt good to get that camera back out again. And Yeah. 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 It didn't feel so good when I put the stuff away, though, because reali- I was doing some stuff with Steelbooks. And no. <laughs> I managed to s- scratch them while filming. So, yeah, I was a bit of a But, yeah, there's a new vid on the way excellent stuff sometime soon yeah. so check out Adam's stuff it's all good all good stuff um, and I've
4: said stuff four times now
5: but I liked the word swell. It's swell swell there's a word we should use more he's doing swell swell anyways
4: let's wrap this up <laughs> my name's Gary my name's Adam and remember and
0: Andy. Andy.